Well, welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andres Podcast. This is your main man from the, from the state of Michigan. It's me, the only Crazy Crockett, or Crazy Dre. So to to the to most of you that have never heard me before, I got my name, Crazy Dre, because I used to talk about crazy stuff when I was younger. I would talk about politics and Malcolm X, and I'd talk about stuff that that would matter to me about life in general. And uh, I'm also a person with a disability. I'm a former disability. I have a, a very uh, particular, like, uh, cerebral palsy, stroke type thing. Um, I have a very uh, little use of my left hand. I have, I have, a, uh, I have a speech impairment. Uh, some of my cognitive thinking sometimes may show up here and there. Uh, but I wanted people, I wanted to be able to, to discuss about life in general. I wanted to be the voice for myself. I wanted to be someone that that I deserve to be heard. And what happens a lot of times with people with disabilities is that we become ignored. We are put in a place, we are put in an area where people don't need to listen to us. Uh, people don't need to uh, acknowledge us sometimes because of the way that we look or the way that we uh, cannot pronounce words or cannot speak uh, fluently in our own language or any language. And and I, long story short, I always felt like I was being being ignored. I always felt like no one no one was listening to me. And then and then the podcast stuff started happening. So this podcast stuff, I started to, to listen to other people's podcasts. Uh, clearly, Joe Rogan was the most popular podcast out there. Uh, what else? But I wanted it to be about me. I wanted something about being me. I so I decided to do this for other people with other forms of disability. Uh, I've had Ronald on a show. He's got MD, uh, and then sometimes I just talk about sports with Sean, and we can go back and forth about players and teams and so on, and it's a lot of fun. And as most as most of you know that I'm a baseball fan, I've got a lot of hats, a lot of baseball hats. I got from Boston, Red Sox, the Yankees, the Tigers, the White Sox, the Cubs, the uh, the Dodgers. I can go on. But I want to talk to you about, I think I want to keep it short and sweet. And I tried this for the last three or four times, it's already 8.30 at night on a Tuesday night. Uh, but every time I try to do my own podcast by myself, I kind of go everywhere. So bear with me. So I want to talk about that breach uh, uh, information that was uh, leaked out to to America on a gaming uh, platform. Uh, blogging or social media platform. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Uh, Jack uh, Texera. So Mr. Jack Tex 
Texquera is a is a young man who's a guard, national guardsman from Massachusetts. He recently was uh uh arrested by the FBI for for sharing uh confidential documents to the whole world. Uh we should make it a point out to the world that you get a 21-year-old young man uh, trying to show off and try to be the big show to his friends online, and and uh, clearly he know he knew what he was doing wrong. But I would tell you this: I think that if you're if you if you if if you remembered when you were 21 years old, you clearly would understand that that. We we didn't all have it in our own head of what was right and wrong all the time. We knew what was right, but we didn't always do the right choices. We may have went out with our friends and drank a little bit too much and drove home drunk. Uh, that's not safe. But let's talk about Mr. Texera. He's 19 years old. He gets hired from the National Guard to keep the Internet up at the base. That's his responsibility. He somehow gets the documents for for the Ukraine and Russia deal. Uh, he shares that to the world. He shares it to, with his friends. And remember, all these friends are teenagers and somewhat college kids. But I don't understand why a government allows a 21-year-old or 19-year-old to be able to breach that information when our own president can't be 35 years old until he can become elected as a president. Now, I'm not going to get involved with how old our president is right now because that's not important. The important of what we talk about is how young this man is. And why do we allow people of this youth to have information that's very not acceptable so so we need to realize something folks that that there's a breachment the person who gave this young man the qualifications to access the information that he then decided to download and share to the whole world that person who gave him the documents should be fired as well I think I don't I I don't know why we don't prosecute other people in this case. Now, I do think that, you know, even a person like Ed Snowden, he knew what he was doing wrong and he sent it out to the whole wild world and he planned it out and he talked about the uh our our security breach of the average citizen where the phones were being listened to, or cell phones were being watched, or our computer laptops, our cameras were being turned on so that the government could uh, listen in to any conversation of any any American. Now, I think the problem that we have here is that is that. As part of the government, the government is supposed to be there to protect the people from other nations and other and other uh, terrorist attacks or homegrown terrorist attacks. Now, if our government has to go into 
someone's house through a computer or a laptop because he's sharing information to the Russians or the Germans or to to Afghanistan or whatever. I don't know if I really have a problem with that. And a lot of people might have a lot of problem with that because because they would tell you, well, that's, that's not cool, man. You're breaching my privacy. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think our government really, really cares about what type of TV shows you watch. But if you're going to try to look up how to look, make up a bomb or how to, to kill your spouse or kill your neighbor or kill your worst enemy by using chemicals or some sort, I think they have the right to look on your computer database. I think they, if they feel like you are able to make a bomb at home, I don't know if I feel really bad about not having you guys have a privacy at home. You got to understand, the federal government is there to protect the people of America from any terrorist attacks or any outside terrorist attacks. Now. Going back to Mr. Jack Teraki or Terak uh, Taxigara, he basically breached that. He he basically breached that case, and by doing that, he basically said, "Look, look. I really don't care about America. I care about my own popularity. I care about how cool I look, about other teenagers and other people in the, in, the, in their twenties. And the FBI had a." Talk to a couple of these other kids on their platform and asked them, where'd you guys get this from? And they told them the truth, like any good citizen should. And I really don't, I don't really, I don't know if I feel bad for Mr. Jack Texera. I feel bad that he was young and someone gave it to him, but do I feel like he should be in charge of the Espionage Act? Yes. Do I feel like he should spend 10 years in prison? I don't know. I don't know his mental state of mind. But if he really doesn't understand what he really did, well, clearly he did because he would look up on an, on the word computer if if the FBI or or CIA is trying to find leaked information. I mean, clearly he understood what he was doing wrong, but I don't think he really understood the responsibility of himself getting caught for doing that, what that really means by breaching security for America. Now, a lot of people think I'm nuts because I'm like, well, you must love the government. No, I don't love, I respect the government. I I read the uh, I read Andrew Hamilton. I read George Washington. I read the f the founding fathers of this country. I read the biographies of those books. And it's very difficult for anybody in those seventy two people that signed the uh, uh, that that signed the uh, declarations of independence. It is very difficult to to start a country and to protect the people and to protect their rights. But even Andrew Hamilton would tell you that the smartest people in the world should be in charge of the of our country and should have the rights to have 
certain documents and certain information. Now, when that person breaches that confidentially or that responsibility, he should be uh, replaced immediately. Now, Thomas Jefferson would tell you that oh, it's, it's for the people, about the people, and all for the people. But clearly, Mr. Jack Ter uh, Texera is not responsible or is too young to be responsible for that for that information. So that's why that that confidential information is only to be shared with certain people and certain people in the government. And uh, for you all those people out there who are complaining about President Biden and half of you are complaining about President Trump and some of you are complaining about your governor or Governor Gretchen Whitner. You got to understand, if you really think that you can do a better job, then please do so. Please do so. Please sign up for your job. Uh, connect with your city hall officers. Connect with your city hall uh, applications for the job. And I want you to do that. And I want you to run for you for your own election. And I want you to be able to do all the homework that you want to do about this policy or that policy or this bill or that bill that's being written in the house, in the house of your state. Please do. Because we need more people like you to want to learn as much as possible about this country. We want people to be responsible to help run this country. We want you to be able to to uh, uh, have a rational, uh, logical, common sense argument for something that you believe in or something that you don't believe in. Please do. You know, I think I'm going to go talk about g this gun problem. And this gun problem is going to be a little twisted about about deer hunting and fishing and all this stuff too. And I I was at Founders yesterday. I was okay. So I was at Founders. I got bored. So I went to to Founders for a couple of beers. And I was hanging out with Ron. And you guys all know who Ron is. Well some of you do. So he didn't want to come to my apartment to do a podcast. So you want to hang out at his house. He's 60 years old. So I went over there and hung out with him for a little bit and played cards with Crazy Eights. But you know what? I'm telling you people, it's very difficult to be single and be disabled or crippled because you're always alone. You're always alone. So I didn't want to go home yet. So then I decided to go to Founders, and I talked to this guy who is a who uh, who works on or uh, uh, specs uh, fire trucks in different cities and different states and Grand Rapids is one of his locations and I asked him because he's a hunter and a fisherman I asked him what do you do with gun problems and know what he told me he didn't know you know why because he never had any gun problems in his own life he was brought up with guns. He he understood how to hunt and fish. 
His dad was a Baptist teacher and then moved to Utah and Montana, and that's where he grew up. And that's what he does with his son and his daughter. They hunt and they fish. And that's the one thing that we are misleading all Americans. We don't need more gun control. Of course, we should always have policies about how old you are, if you are online and you have hate talk or hate speech, or you want to kill somebody because they took your girlfriend or your boyfriend away, or you hate your parents because you're a teenager. Yeah. I think the DEA, or the, well, I mean, it's not the DEA, but, but, uh, uh, the gun control people, I forget their name, the NIT or NTR, the, the, well, the gun people should look at your resume and see if you are qualified to have a gun. And if you don't, if you're not qualified to have a gun or that responsibility, they could legally, object you from having it. Now, you're always going to have the argument about the Second Amendment, but not everyone wants to play with guns. The only times that people want to play with guns is usually for target practice, or they used to be hunters and fishermen, or they were people at w- at one point of of generational people with family members that always had guns. But what's happening is that you get a lot of these uh, undeveloped young men who are mentally not developed yet. And I'm not talking about just people in the hood or Chi-Town or Detroit. I'm talking about everybody from people that shooting up the, shooting up the, uh, uh, the banks, the people that shooting up the schools, all those white kids that shot up in that Columbine over 20 years ago, they were white. They weren't crazy black folks. They were white people. So this is about everyone. This is about the maturity level that you don't have. So you are over-emotional, and then you decide to go buy a gun or take a gun, and then you decide to shoot somebody because you want people to hear you out. Your feelings got hurt, and then you decided to go shoot somebody. But in in reality, that just shows how immature you really are. And by dying, by having an officer kill you, you're self self martyring yourself, or you're you're making yourself into your own hypothetical saint. It's 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 obnoxious. It really is obnoxious, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is obnoxious. If you don't like what's going on in your life, then you need to change your environment. Now, it's easier said than done because there are a lot of poor people. A lot of poor people that live in very poor areas that cannot succeed because they're generational uh, been taught Ill- to be illiterate. Now, I don't want to be pointing fingers at Chicago, but let's think about this. You get a lot of these kids in Chi-Town, teenagers, young black, young white, for some reason, they something happened and they start running down the streets of 
Ch Chicago and destroying everything. Now, you have to ask yourself, why is this happening? It's because they have no nothing to do. And if you don't allow people to succeed, you're always going to have the same problem. So if you want poor black people to stop shooting guns at each other, then you need to change their environment. And that means these businesses need to go somewhere besides Mexico or China or anywhere around the world to support their other people low income and you need to bring those jobs back to America. And you know what? I'm telling you the truth. They're not going to care if they're poor. They're going to care more about having a job and having stuff. When you give somebody something to do, if you give someone a purpose, then they're, they're going to feel confident. So if you give them a job that they can do or you, or you train them to do a job, that makes thirty or $40,000 a year, they can rent an apartment, they can buy a very small house, they can start dating the girl of their dreams or their boy of their dreams, or they can start thinking about having a family or having kids without being scared of getting a girl pregnant because she doesn't want to be involved with the guy who's poor. All she really wants is the guy's paycheck. But then he becomes a deadbeat dad. And whose fault is that? It's not always it's not always that person's fault. I take I really do blame a lot of these businesses that go away that don't that don't come back. There's a there's a business, there's a Chinese business, uh electric battery cars for these batteries that are being built for electric cars that are going to be somewhere in Big Rapids. And the people in the in this city of Big Rapids do not want nothing to do with this plant. Because this plant, this plant that I'm talking about, this power plant for batteries, here's my note. Is owned by Goshen. Goshen is a Chinese business that is connected to the Communist Party. And what's happening that these that these Chinese businesses are starting to buy land of America. And these people in Big Rapids don't want the Chinese government buying their land. And they have every right to not want Goshen or any other Chinese government buying their land. But this is what I'm going to tell you, folks. This is what surprises me. They're bringing the jobs back to America, but they're selling the land back to China. And you know who has over 500,000 people in a city? is Detroit. And you telling me for Detroit, you have the land, you have the infrastructure for this power plant. Clearly, you're going to have to start over and demolish old buildings in Detroit that are not used anymore. 
But instead of doing it on a nice land, a farmland in the middle of Michigan, you go to Detroit where their their infrastructure is built so that they can get rid of waste properly or hazard waste. And that's another argument that these people in Big Rapids are having. That if the chemical is leaked out in their land, their land becomes very polluted. And in the city of Detroit, if you already have a control barrels and control environment for those hazard waste, you could control that waste and those barrels or that or those equipment that's been there for years. But now you have to update those equipment. So this Goshen should move to Detroit. And then they can't buy the land of Detroit because Detroit's owned by the Ford and the Chrysler family. Well, not even the Chrysler family no more. But the Ford family really controls that area. But other businesses control that area. But there's no reason for, for American people to give up the land for another country. I get it. We, we might be in a huge amount of debt to, to the Chinese. But we should stop giving the land or selling our land to pay off our debt. But what I'm trying to really say is this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that we have this problem. We have a problem where we just don't have enough jobs for people, or we have enough jobs, but we don't motivate people to go get that job because they're not smart enough to do it. And it's not because they're not intelligent. It's because they don't have confidence. So if you never... So if a young black man or a young white man, one guy is coming from the country and the other guy is coming from the inner city, if they've never had any form of confidence, any form of confidence, then you can't teach them the hard stuff. You can't teach them the very difficult jobs like plumbing or electricians and all these jobs. You're just... And it, those jobs are not that difficult, but you have to pay attention. So, I'm going to leave it at that. I want American people to understand, and I'm going to start talking like Obama, because I'm going to pretend I'm on Obama, and Obama talks like this. I don't sound like Obama right now. But I want people to really just... I just want people to be free from their own trans transgressions. And that's what I really do feel like they feel. I feel like a lot of these poor people have so much pressure of being successful or just staying alive that they can't even get ahead. And I wish that and I wish that these businesses I wish these businesses, these American businesses would really feel the pain of the American people. We want to stay in America. We want to work in America. We want our jobs back. But give us the opportunity to give our jobs back. Give the city of Detroit their jobs back. And I know there's new plants being built in Detroit right now. There's new businesses going to Detroit. But give the common man an average opportunity 
to be successful, to succeed in the world. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to succeed. I want my podcast to succeed. I'd like to thank you for listening to my podcast, the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. I'd like to thank Buzzsprout for distributing my podcast to the three or four people who are listening to it. I want to thank I want to thank all you listeners out there. And uh, go Detroit Tigers. We're on a five-game winning streak. I can't really. I mean, I should have talked about it already, but I haven't. So peace, love, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, folks. I'm out of here.